I'm Mighty Q-Dog, and you're listening to The Cartridge Club. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Ready? All right. Weekly. 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 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, look at that. That was a third weekly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How did that happen? It's very rare we have third weeklies. That is. Thank you for tuning in to Cartridge Club Weekly, the... Uh, the show all about gaming news uh, and the Cartridge Club. I am Player One, one of the two co-hosts with my brother, Player Two. We are also known as Sean and Mark by uh, you know the people who gave birth to us. That is true. And this week we are joined by a very special guest from across the St. Lawrence Seaway. Nope. The Canto what? Causeway. Nope. The, uh, what's that body of water between us? I have no idea. Uh- Oh my god, why name. would you ask this? It's got an actual name. <laughs> and apparently the Canadian educational system has failed all of us from bonus barrel. It god. is Shelby. Thanks for being here, Shelby. Hi. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, this is a rare. Furiously, furiously Googling what bodies of water surround Nova Scotia that are not the Bay of Fundy or the <laughs> Canso Causeway. It's like, <laughs> uh, I can't even remember now. And the St. Lawrence Seaway is what runs up into Quebec. Well, the good news is that we keep talking about it. And, yes, that uh, is the good news. We keep talking about it here on Cartridge Club Weekly. Mark, what is the Cartridge Club? Uh, the Cartridge Club is a uh, it's a video game club uh, for video game enthusiasts. People who love video games, they come together into this club that we have formed uh, at cartridgeclub.org to celebrate video games. We have a bunch of content creators and, and forums over there where people can discuss things. And, and uh, we get together once a week to talk about what's been going on in the club. And that... It's Cartridge Club Weekly. Cool. Yeah. This is the show. Uh, Shelby, you are not from Cartridge Club Weekly. You are a member of the Cartridge Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are one of the uh, the key contributors of another podcast in the club known as Bonus Barrel. Why don't you tell everybody about that? All right. Um, it's pretty similar to CC Weekly. Uh, we just talk about games and stuff. We usually, like, for the first half of the show, we'll talk about news or anything that we've done uh during the past week and then usually for the second half we have a topic um and what i like about us is that we're all people who have worked in the gaming industry before so we kind of bring a little bit of that uh of that knowledge to to our opinions and it's it's good time yeah it is yeah uh we have our other co-hosts are uh rob and Lef. um and we have we well sage used to come on a lot but he's not on so much anymore but he does make an appearance every once in a while. So In my heart, he's there every time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I miss him, too. I miss his, uh, I don't know, he's just so intelligent that it's just like, wow, okay, and I'm speechless. And then I yeah. don't know what to talk about. He has that effect. <laughs> Bonus Barrel is great because yeah. Seiji was like the analytical, like he was the, 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 the analytics, the mind, you know what I mean? He was the detail guy. Uh, mm. Rob is straight emotion. Um, left brings levity, and you, of course, are the... Uh, the Noctis of the group. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Uh, Rob and I are both uh, artists, I should mention. Seiji's a game designer and uh, left was in QA for a little while, actually. I think he has a bit of programming experience, too, if I recall, but I can't remember. So that's You guys cover all spectrums. That's all the cool. things, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we don't normally have a third person on here. We've only done it twice before, I believe. Once with uh, Scott Clark from The Gaming Outsider. And once actually with Rob from Bonus Barrel. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this and it is your first time listening, we want to welcome you along. 
First thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about some news from the gaming world. Mark, what do you have for me? Oh, I got so much news. Actually, did you guys hear about the this Amiibo Super Mario cereal? Yes. What? Mm-hmm. Get excited. Are you going to get some, Shelby? Are we getting any here in Canada? I haven't heard about uh, that It's yet. Kellogg's, so I assume... I thought it was Kellogg's. And was it? Anyway, I, I think it is, but... I should know uh, that. If that is the case, then uh, I hope we get it here. And if anything, you're probably going to find it at Walmart because they do carry, um, like, if it's only out in the States, sometimes they do carry uh, stuff from the States. So keep your eyes eyes peeled. We may have to import. The only um, headlines I can find is how it's not coming to Canada. But Oh, really? Oh, shit. You were were right. It's Kellogg's. You were right. Um, Hold on. So I'm not going to be able to get this cereal that I won't ever open and can't consider my shelf? I love cereal, and I particularly love children's cereal. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind getting my hands on this. It just looks like Lucky Charms, essentially, but I love Lucky Charms. It's probably yeah. in my top three cereals. So. Well, we have friends in the States. They can send us some stuff, right? I, I feel like we could probably get this handled, yeah. Actually, uh, Josh from Frantic Society has already offered to buy a pallet of it. He he works uh, at a consumer where he could purchase a lot of this, mm-hmm. and uh he offered to buy a pallet to give That's to people kind. in the clubs. Yeah, God love him. Kind he's soul. Very, he's a very kind soul. <laughs> uh, so what about you, P1? You excited? You going to get some? N- no, I'm not going to buy Nintendo cereal. Why not? <laughs> Do you not like uh, cereal? I, well, I don't really eat cereal now. I mean, every now and then I'll buy some of those Reese Puffs. Uh, what? That's I like really those. because I like chocolate and peanut butter, not because I'm super happy about cereal. <laughs> I read this article about how people who don't like cereal have no soul. Um, (laughs) But uh, I don't know how that relates to real life. Uh, But uh, (laughs) weird, right? I know. Um, But, man, I really want it. I I can confirm, however, it does not unlock an outfit in Mario Odyssey. They have confirmed. What's the point? Yeah, I really don't know what it's going to do. I was really hoping to put Mario in a big box and jump around. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it. What, what could it be? All right, let's move on. What does do you it, got? Does it unlock anything in uh, Metal Gear Solid Five? Why would it? How would it? Oh, because then you can crawl around in a cereal box. I'm picking it up. What you're putting down? <laughs> Maybe this is their shadow drop. Their shadow drop. When this cereal comes out, it comes with Metal Gear Solid Five uh, in the box. That'd be great. Nailed it. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Oh, you got I do. I also want to just apologize for. I know you guys try to avoid swearing, and I've already said two awful words twice. So you know what? I'm Don't worry sorry. about it. I'm sure it's all been edited out by now. Okay. <laughs> um. So news that I have. Uh, Persona Five reaches two million copies in worldwide sales. So Whoa. That's pretty. That's pretty great. Two million copies for. Uh. Well, especially JRPG, I find it's pretty good. So. Yeah, that is yeah. amazing. There are two million people who are desperately hoping to relive their high school days as a small Japanese yes. person. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, he's not really small. He's in the game. They say he's he's tall and stuff. Okay, yeah. sorry, a tall Japanese person. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Oh boy, Man. you know what? Uh, I tried Persona. I, I've tried the series. Mm-hmm. I just I can't do it. But you know what? Persona Five has me very. Mm-hmm. Very interested. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've been hearing... It's just the art style, I think, that's really mm-hmm. uh, drawing my attention. I yeah. may have to go someday. It's Well, it was my first uh, Persona game. First and only. Um, oh, I want to play... Yeah, 
Um, I want to play four eventually. It was something that I'd always heard of, and a lot of my friends were into the uh, the other games, but it's I never got into it uh, until five because a uh, friend of the show, uh, Bonus Barrel Jordan, uh, she <laughs> she was like, "You should get it. You should get it. You should get it," and and then I did. So has uh, Jordan in fact played Doki Doki uh, Literature Club? Uh, I have not had a chance to ask her yet. Oh, I'm dying to yeah. know. Yeah. You, sh- you should text her uh, right now during this. I'll re- do it right now. <laughs> Very professional. <of> that. <laughs> <laughs> While Shelby does that, uh, or first of all, what do you think about the sales on that there, P1? Two million for a niche uh, JRPG. That's awesome. I think that's probably helped by the uh, the strong numbers you have for the PS4. Yep. Yeah. I can't argue that. <laughs> um, wow. What a year we've had, though. I just realized that came out this year, didn't it? Wow. Is that a all 2017 right. game? Yeah, yeah at this yeah. this past April, I think. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Same. Uh, I think the the episode of Bonus Barrel that we just recorded too. Like we were talking about how uh, Final Fantasy 15 is a year old now. Well, it's gonna be. It's very close to it, which I that feels like that game came out like a couple months ago to me. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. It's just. It's weird. <laughs> it is very strange. Mm-hmm. What a Imagine year we've the had. Fact that we live in a year of gaming where an RPG like Persona 5 that I mean despite our clearly lukewarm uh, uh, lukewarm um, reaction to its sales figures. This game is loved <laughs> by tons of people. Um, yeah. Tons of people love this game and it's it was a massive success. Mm-hmm. Imagine being in a year in gaming where it almost is forgotten. Yeah. Other games this is Mario out. and Zelda. Yeah, yeah and, and then Horizon and mm-hmm. even games like Hellblade and I feel bad for any other game that come out comes out this year like Yeah. 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 Um that reminds me uh I believe Xenoblade 2 Chronicles 2 comes out today if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I believe that is correct. Yes. Any hype? Any hype for that? I haven't no. played the other ones, which is mm. sad because I love giant Uh-oh. robots, so I don't even know what the hell's wrong with me. The first one is so good. I, I mean, yeah. don't get too hyped on the giant robot part, but oh. the storyline itself is so good. It's so good. But uh, I don't know if I can handle Rex, though, for this one. I don't know. I really want to. I'm convincing myself I need it, but Rex is just... The kid? Yes, he's too yeah, little. He's, he's too young for he me. He looks annoying. <laughs> he does, I know. Yeah. Everything else looks awesome. Absolutely mm amazing i just can't get past rex anyway you got any news there p1 no yeah the viewers can't see but you're shaking your head yeah i have uh i have been uh i spent the last week out uh in the field that like a pretend uh army base oh sorry it's a real army base but like a pretend war games war games um, with some students of mine so i uh i have been completely cut off um I quickly checked my handy news application that I designed, and uh, the only thing I saw was that Nintendo Switch uh, dominated Black Friday sales, despite not actually being on sale. It did. I did not read that. I read how uh, Sony had, like, the best day ever in, like, 23 years. <laughs> oh, no. I uh, I just read it. I, it was... It didn't Nintendo say Switch. that it was the, the best out of all of them. It said it was the best Sony day that Sony has had for itself in 23 years. Yeah. Isn't the Xbox... One X outsell the PS4 Pro or something? On launch day, yeah. So launch, launch day to launch day. So 
So PS4 mm-hmm. Pro launch day compared to Xbox One X launch day. The Xbox mm-hmm. One X outsold the PS4 Pro. Oh, and will continue right. to outsell the PS4 Pro going forward. It will not. And they've already proven how the PS4 Pro had uh, poor uh, uh, manufacturing and sales chains. And, and it was just the lack of uh, units on the shelves. That's why the X outsold the Pro. But nobody's talking about that. So... <laughs> Well, you yeah, did, so, so you're get, you're getting it out there. Sony's, yeah, thank you. La- Sony's lack of faith in their product caused them to underproduce <laughs> it. Yes. Um, and then they all kept selling out on shelves for forever because I'm going to win the bet. In case anybody doesn't know, me and P1 have a bet about this. Um, whichever console sells the most in its first year, respective, or yeah, respectively. So PS4 is already done. PS4 Pro sold X amount in its first year. Now we're waiting to see how the the One X sells. So, and if PS4 Pro sells more, I get myself a fresh shiny Xbox One X, courtesy of P1. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So and if it doesn't, uh, I get to. Uh, if Xbox sells more, I get to be the one that tells everybody in the cartridge club why P2 couldn't make it to Chicago in 2018. <laughs> yes, but you know what? We won't know at that point. So. Chicago 2019, maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, you got any more news there, Shelby? I have one thing. Uh, oh, also breaking news. Jordan has uh, not played. Oh, Club. I get to be the one that brings it to her. And I feel like uh, a phoenix rising up out of Arizona. <laughs> Very excited. Oh Very excited. <laughs> um, but the, the actual piece of news is... Uh, you guys have played Jack and Daxter, like all the, the PS2 ones that came out, have you? You know, it's funny. I've not. <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. I know. Oh, Shame. no. I just, uh, anyway, carry on. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess uh, the first one is um, a PS2 classic on PlayStation 4. Uh, yeah. But the second and third game and the I think the racing game, uh, those three are coming out on December 6th. And I haven't played those games in forever, so I'm kind of glad that's happening because then I get to play them again. That is cool. I didn't even know they had a racing game. Um, I never played it because I don't like racing games. Is uh, it like a I, racer, like like Crash Team I, Racing? I have no idea. I, I can't. I have no oh, knowledge other than uh, the racing game. Shelby, how about uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? Have you delved into that at all? Okay. <laughs> Oh boy, I, we got I really, really wanted to, but I've been doing commissions, and uh-huh. I know, and com- like, because uh, people will ask me to draw them things before Christmas, because it's a gift that they'll give to people. And I was also trying to kind of like uh, make a bit of extra cash before Christmas. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, but <laughs> I knew, I knew for a fact that if I started playing Animal Crossing as I was trying to do this stuff, uh-huh. I would not get anything done. Gotcha. So I've been avoiding it until probably christmas or a bit before christmas where i can just sit down and enjoy it without feeling bad for playing it um but yeah yeah makes sense well i look forward to uh, getting your thoughts on it and reporting it to the listeners later in the future it looks adorable i opened it at least and i saw kk slide and i was like oh i'm so old yeah yeah just delete this quickly yeah oh it's on my phone i haven't deleted it it's just there it's there calling your name constantly yep Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I don't believe I have any more news. So I think so I have a question. We... Yeah, okay, wow, go. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to get a commission from you, mm-hmm. how would they reach uh, at BB Shelbo on Twitter? 
Uh, you could either just send me a message right on Twitter. <laughs> uh, tweet at me, uh, and then I would send you that information. Um, I have an art page on Facebook that I update every once in a while. Um, What's that called? Uh, Shelbo's art page. Super original. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I don't even know if I have my commission information on there. I should probably get on that. Uh, but anyway, um, is there like but, a uh, a Shelbo Twitch channel where we can watch a camera positioned above your hands as you work? That's that, genius. You know, but you know what? I could probably just have it um, stream uh, the the screen the because I work in Photoshop mainly. Oh. Yeah. yeah, do it up. Yeah. Oh, that would be really. I think people would enjoy that. I think people would like watching the process. Mm. Just uh, when you're big time, just remember us, okay? Because right, uh, yeah. we kind of. Oh, I'm not big time. As those two assholes who won't stop harassing you. Just no, no, I'm not big time. You guys are big time. I'm glad to oh. be on your oh, show. Oh, oh. Okay, I'm glad to honored. Be if and, uh, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you would watch uh, Shelbo sketch time with Shelbo, uh, yep. where she does Let me just commissions. Write that down. <laughs> where she does commissions on live on Twitch, um, <laughs> just tweet at BB Shelbo with the hashtag Sketch Time. Oh man, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right. Let, me, let me write that down. <laughs> so that's the new segment of the show, folks. Thanks so much for listening to that. Uh, we are now going to roll into what we call the Cartridge Club Update. This segment of the show, we're going to talk about some updates, some announcements in the club. We're also going to talk about some of the Podcast videos and blogs you can find at the website www.cartridgeclub.org. And before any of that, we're going to hear this message from our sponsor. Uh, this week's Cartridge Club update brought to you by the Confederation Bridge, which uh, connects New Brunswick to PEI across the Northumberland Strait. Um, so the best way to get to PEI from New Brunswick is to cross over the Confederation Bridge and we're happy to promote it this week on CC Weekly. But not really. This week we are promoted by Amp Energy. Boom. The best energy drink you can buy at your local dollar store. Get amped up for a dollar. Now back to you, P1. Someday they'll actually pay us money. Some youthful exuberance right there. Yeah, they, they do pay us. They give us five cents every, every single can. time we record. <laughs> Excellent. So let's start with some announcements for the Cartridge Club. First up, if you're listening to this, it is the month of December. That means for Cartridge Club Prime, we are playing We Love Katamari on the PlayStation 2. Oh, oh. I have no clue how we got talked into this game. Um, <laughs> do you own it? I, we really need to play it. <laughs> I do own it. Yeah, I do own it. I bought it at the Barry Game Exchange, which happens only in Barry, Ontario, hosted by the one and only Nintendo Hodge. Co-founder and owner of Warp Zone Gaming. Yay, Lion. Um, <laughs> man, it's like segment time. It's like uh, advertisement time right now. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're all playing We Love Katamari. It is a weird game where you roll a ball and things stick to it and you roll up the planet. It's awesome. Hashtag roll the planet. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's already happening. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you can only play this game uh, at 420 every day of the week. <laughs> Oh boy! So all right, so it's a roll <laughs> joke. I don't get it. Um, for all you kids who are with it, what's the uh, portable game this month? I know there was a vote out, and I have no idea what the winner was. Ah, uh, it was Kirby's Dreamland Two, or yeah, Kirby's yeah. Dreamland Two. Yeah, that's what it's called. Kirby's Dreamland Two. Please or be right. Kirby. Yeah, man. Why would I be wrong? I don't know. Are you looking it up right now, too? 
No, of course I'm not. I trust completely in myself. Good realize man. that I have somehow lost my shortcut to .org. It's not there. <laughs> oh. Um, I know what the January game is. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to you. We'll edit in what the actual game is there for that. Um, no, I'm right. Is it Kirby's Dreamland 2? <laughs> I don't really know. I think right. it is. I'm 90% certain of that. Curtis is going to hate us. Oh, my dogs are barking. Mark, take it away. Uh, well, I forget what we were talking about. Club announcements. Oh, we got some more club announcements. All right. Um, the next top Sega top uh, top 50 Sega video should be out sometime. No, no, I'm getting a no. Uh, <laughs> that's not coming out soon. Uh, but it is. It's in the works. It's just it's taking a lot of time because it's got to be perfected. So it'll be a little longer on that. Um, but we do have some other things. Um, we have some. It is Kirby's Dreamland 2, dude. <laughs> Kirby's Dreamland 2. Let's talk about some podcasts. All right, let's talk about podcasts. All right. So we're going to talk about some podcasts that were released for some by some people in the club um, on crusherclub.org. Uh, first up, let's start with uh, Masters of Unlocking. Have you heard it by chance yet? P1 or Shelby? I have actually heard nothing because I was gone in the field. Um, I, I will be able to talk about last week's STC. That'll be yeah. it. Okay. Um, okay. So, Master of Unlocking. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about their. They're doing a review contest right now. If you review their podcast um, on iTunes or whatever you listen to, just take a screenshot of it, tweet it out to them uh, at Masters of Unlocking or M O U Podcast, and um, yeah, you get entered into a, uh, a contest. We're giving away a bunch of games. I think you get to pick whatever one you want, but they have a whole bunch of them. They're all physical. Uh, I don't want to ruin this any more than I already butchered it any more than I already have, but they do have an amazing contest going on, so check it out, Masters of Unlocking. Um, and they talked a bit about... Uh, what's that game you were playing, Wonder Boy and Dragon's Trap, and the Dragon's Trap or whatever? Yep. It's getting re-released by Nicholas. They're, they're we're re-releasing it again um, this uh, time. It's obviously... Switch, right? uh, well, it's, I think it's on... Yeah, PS4 and Switch. And uh, so originally it had been done through limited run games. So this one is not through limited run games. Limited run games holds true to their commitment where they say it's limited and that's it. But the actual um, developer or, or pub can go with a different publisher. And in this case, Nicalis is doing it. So they were talking about how do you think this maybe will affect the sales of limited run games if things like this keep happening? And um. uh, no, I think if limited run games is the test of is there demand for this, I think it keeps limited run games going that way. You need to have that that initial um, print to find out if the desire is there. Mm. So you think they're like a, a test market at this point? Yeah. Do you think like this is going to happen more in the future? I do think that is more likely that it will happen more in the future for other games that they release. Yeah. Okay. Which they also had will then make their games more sought after, maybe, because weird collectors will be like, "I need to have the limited run edition and the new edition." I don't know. They also talked about how limited run has been getting kind of crazy. They've been doing like three different cover variants for some of their games, so some people have to buy th buy it three different times. Um, and and some of the or is it is it random or is it guaranteed? Is it like a limited run loot box? <laughs> I, I'm not even sure about that. I'm not sure. Um, some of them are guaranteed. Like, if you go to PAX, you get the, the PAX cover variant kind of thing. 
Um, but yeah, and and the releases have been really ramped up. They're 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 doing a ton of games now, and it's starting to hurt people's wallets. Scott is like, you know what? I don't think I can even do the collector's editions anymore. I think I'm just gonna have to do the regular editions of games because it's it's hurting his wallet. And you know, Scott, he's hardcore. So, <laughs> you think it's too much, too fast? That's what I think is is what's going on here. Yeah. Um, Shelby, Shelby, do you buy any limited run games by chance? Uh, I don't. It's gaming. Ugh, I love video games, but it's such an expensive, I guess, hobby to just keep up with. Yeah. Um. So it's like you got to pick and choose. You know. For sure. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I've only, other than Ease Origins, I haven't uh, done any. But I, I love them, and I love that they exist. I love that they make digital games into physical. Mm. Um, but, but there's no way I could keep up with that schedule. <laughs> um, they also had a question from Ryan about uh, NES flashcards. Um, he was asking whether the EverDrive or the Power Pack is better. Uh, some interesting discussion. Do you would you ever consider getting an EverDrive there P1? It's essentially like uh, an emulator cart. Like a, like it plays ROMs on a cart, but on the original from, hardware. Um, is that different from just playing on a RetroPie? Well, it's supposed to be lag free kind of thing. Like it's it's not because you're playing on the real hardware. I don't know, <laughs> but I think that's the only difference that uh, that I could think of. See, I don't. I mean, I don't really see a difference between doing that and just playing it on an emulator. Well, it's lag, and you're using the original controller. But lag doesn't matter when you save state in mid jump. Yeah, you're right. I take it all back. It does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it would for uh, for some people. I-, I would love to have a flash cart. But don't get me wrong. I'd also love to have a retro pie. So, <laughs> but I think the flash cart would probably be the direction I would go. Um, but yeah, you don't need. I thought you modded your Vita to be a retro pie. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot you haven't heard the newest uh, bonus barrel. Did you know I was on the newest bonus barrel? Yeah, I knew you were gonna be on it. I okay, I didn't it. know if you knew. <laughs> I was gonna say that was a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did make it, and uh, I talked about how I had to uh, choose whether to play Ease Origins mm-hmm. or keep my modded Vita because as soon as you put that Ease Origins in there, it's gonna it's gonna update the uh, firmware to the newest firmware, and the uh, hacks don't work with that. <gasps> so I had to make the decision, and I did. So no longer an emulation machine. But I can play Ease Origins. <laughs> the viewers or the listeners can't tell, but my brother's making a shocked face. Oh, we didn't even mention how this is an audio-only episode this week. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on this week. <laughs> Big week. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Long story short, I need a flash cart. All right. Um, that, that sucks. Uh, yeah. I mean, so there's more the matches for an EverDrive or a RetroPie. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Check out Masters of Unlocking. They're awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Oh, speaking that... of Masters of Unlocking, did I talk about last week the gift that I received? No. You so, tweeted out that you received a gift. Yeah, so Scott, who's one of the co-hosts for Masters of Unlocking, heard me on Bonus Barrel. A lot of Bonus Barrel <gasps> coming back this week. Mentioned <laughs> that I had not purchased uh, Mario Odyssey yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. And felt that as a Nintendo fan that I am, that I should have a copy. And without my knowledge, mailed me a copy of Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, wow. that's love, man. That is. Um, yeah. So I had already purchased it uh, between the recording of Bonus Barrel and the receiving of that package oh. uh, for my Spike wife. Spike you would was, never buy it. 
Because yeah, she was like, I really want to play that game with the hat. Uh, turns out she had meant hat in time. Which is great. Probably. I have to get it. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to give that copy of Super Mario Odyssey away, which I'm, I'm now calling the love copy. So the love copy of Super Mario Odyssey is going to be given away uh, on, on the Cartridge Club Extra Life Live 50-hour live stream that's going to take place Whoa. between December 8th and December 10th. Whoa. So you can get your very own love copy of Super Mario Odyssey if you tune into uh, twitch.tv slash cartridge club that weekend. Can I enter to win? You already have the game. I don't have the love copy. <laughs> As a collector. <laughs> That's right. That yeah. is uh, rare. Yeah. So, yeah, big thanks to Scott um, for that. Yeah, big so thanks. Many kind souls in this club. I'm so it's glad. A, it's a good heard. club. Yeah. It's a good club. It's because of people like you, Shelby. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about next there? Have you heard any uh, podcasts lately there, Shelby? I don't. Uh, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, don't worry about it. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes even listening to my to our own because I just I hear my voice and I cringe. I'm like I'm gonna, <laughs> just gonna shut this off right now. Yeah. I, um, I listen to you guys sometimes. Uh, and uh, the one uh the most recent episode that I listened to you uh, was the one where you insulted Garrus, which we handled on our episode <laughs> of Bonus Barrel. Called him ugly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway. That this was a good a fun time episode, to transition to your uh, podcast because we can talk about Bonus Barrel yeah. because uh, this is CC Update. So uh, this week we talked about Valkyria Chronicles on Bonus Barrel. Great game. Make sure you listen to that episode. I'm on it. I was honored to be on it. It was a great, great episode. It's a great game. Um, I, I, did you ever get to hear, uh, did Left carry on with, with the game? I'm just curious. I don't think so, no. Um, he has been playing a lot of... Um... Oh, God, what the heck? The, the Lord of the Rings game that just came out on, on mobile. Shadow of War 2? On mobile. The Oh, on oh, mobile. Uh, Battle for Middle Mordor. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, so, long story short, obviously the girl who says Garrus is attractive would know better than the guys who say he isn't. So, sorry, like Garrus. man. No, it doesn't matter. This is an official apology to Garrus. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm sorry, Garrus. Um, I'm actually now more attracted to you than ever before. <laughs> and uh, with that said, check out Bonus Barrel. It's great. Thank you. All right. You, uh, we want to come back later. I'm working on some calibrations. <laughs> <laughs> Garrus. Chicks take scars. They do. <laughs> do they also have weird mandible faces? <laughs> Yes. Wait, what? No. No. <laughs> Not all of them. All right. Um, Just so... the horribly scarred ones. <laughs> yes. Three now, fingers. There is a new uh, Frantic Thoughts out that came out yesterday. I have not heard it yet, but last week, um, Josh got to talk about... He went to see Justice League. Um, what else? My notes are not very good on this one. Can I just, can I just say something, though? Yes, that, of course. Like, I like the update parts because even if I don't listen to the podcast, I can hear all the good bits from you guys. So yeah. in that way, I feel like I have listened to them, <laughs> even though I haven't actually. But yeah, I got to start taking better notes then. <laughs> I got to start taking notes. <laughs> um, anyway, um, check out Josh's podcast at Frantic Society. The guy is awesome. 
Um, and, he, and there is a new episode that came out right now. And he's talking about the uh, rise and fall of like rock band and guitar hero and stuff like that. Yeah. So it should be a good listen. Yeah. You a big rock band fan, Shelby? Uh, not rock band. I liked uh, Guitar Hero a lot because I liked the, the they had heavier songs. I think they actually just came out with a whole like metal, uh, well, a game full of metal songs and stuff. So, yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Um, I guess we can talk about SDC because I think you have some notes for that P1. I don't have any notes, but I heard it. All right. <laughs> so you want me to start off then? I actually listened to it on my drive up to uh, Aldershot where we did our training this mm. weekend. Oh, nice. Let's yeah, start with that. Fantasy Middle Earth City is what that's <laughs> It's located in the bustling the bustling city of Kentville. Oh, Kentville. Hey, Kentville. I use nice. the term extremely loosely the city the term city extremely loosely because Kentville is literally a single one way street. It's a it town. like a cult town. It is. <laughs> Kentville. Like... It's where everybody worships Superman. <laughs> Jesus. Paul Clark Clark Kentville. That's terrible. Uh, Rob anyway. would be happy. As long as Rob's happy, I guess. That's what matters most. Mm, sure. Um, okay. Don't worry about it. As long as we drop <laughs> Rob's name, he will be happy. Yeah, we were dropped a few times. He'll be fine. Yeah, we love you, Rob. All right. Um, STC. The episode starts out with Bill recapping Joe's day. Like, he was doing what he pictured was Joe's day that day. Oh, it was so funny. So funny. Very accurate, I'm sure. And uh, I loved it. Um, Joe talked about having to hang up Christmas lights and how he was bending the wrong way and like hurt his back. Um, having recently put them up, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. Luckily, I don't have to go up on the uh, eaves, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, it sounded it, it, my back was tightening up just hearing it. Um, my solution to that is to buy a host that already has them up and just leave them up. <laughs> Do you plug them in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, at Christmas time. All right, good enough then. Um, Joe talks about uh, his kid watching YouTube. Uh, do you remember him talking about this? Yeah. 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 He's yep. he talking about, I forget the name of the show, but he said he hated it and he was really mad at his. It was a show stuff. about uh, some parents and their child and how right. they like do fun stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and, think it was quite worded like that. And he hated it. <laughs> he was so mad. He's like, like how, dare, how dare these parents, you know, put these videos on where they make parenting look fun, where they make it look like spending time with your kids is anything more than a massive headache. <laughs> how he said it. That's how Bill said it. <laughs> Joe was very descriptive. Um, anyway, so now he's really monitoring what his kid watches on YouTube. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. It makes me wonder about that's that's the future is having to make sure your kids not doing anything crazy on the on the old interwebs. We didn't have uh, internet when we were really young. Emily has a cell phone. That's my daughter. Um, and I just uh, I put parental locks on it, and I require authority before she can install any apps on it. And uh, we have we signed a contract, uh, an, an online contract, that at any time I have the uh, the right and authority to uh, take her device and look through. Any messages or photos or apps or anything that I want to. I don't because I trust her. But if there was ever a situation when I didn't, I would enact that authority. And I think it's sort of a, it keeps her from doing anything foolish. Like it's like uh, in, in the movie Clerks, they leave money on the counter and say, yeah, you are on camera. 
and he says it, it's people being kept honest by uh, by fear of being caught of doing something wrong. And I, I sort of go with that same theory. Interesting. I did not the know. It's a that terrifying means. place, and uh, children should not be allowed unsupervised access to it. Especially, they shouldn't be allowed unfettered access to it. And if you well, are allowing your child to freely roam the internet like that, um, there are predators out there, and not even predators, or other just other kids who are. Why is this turning into a PSA? <laughs> well, it's dark of, real quick. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of agree, and I kind of don't. But at the same time, like I just remember uh, being 14 with the rest of my friends and and just being online and stumbling across like I can't remember what they were called. Like I think it was Pain Olympics or something. Anyway, Olympics? and it was just like people doing dumb shit on camera that like really painful things and uh i've also seen uh i don't like i don't even know why i'm bringing this up you can edit it but i've seen people like people get their heads cut off like it's it's effed up oh yeah it's not something that it was like oh what is this video and then we watched it we're like oh oh my like that's on the internet like what the hell yeah you want people can also monitor what you watch on the internet and that way you want Never happened to you again. <laughs> well, I, do, I mean, we don't obviously don't do it anymore, but it was just like the initial like finding that video and just being like, oh, people post whatever they want. And uh, if it's in just like buried and it's it, like, you know, on a site that's not well known or something and, and you stumble across this stuff like it's anyway, we'll just it's go scary. Ahead. We'll add you to our Apple family um, <laughs> account, <Okay>. Shelby. <laughs> Uh, you'll get free access to the Apple Music, and uh, I'll be able to help monitor what you see and buy. Okay. Yeah, it's a win-win. Trust. Um. Anyway, um. So Joe is pretty much the same as P1, except uh, you can only watch historical and educational videos. <laughs> Other than that, you're out. And I like that. Good old Joe. <laughs> yes, Left would love that. He would. Yeah. Left should have a like a History Channel. He could reenact real wars and stuff, like on Total War. It'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Bill talks about getting his tire changed. Um, I wrote a note. He, oh, they also gave us a shout out, so which is pretty cool. So thanks, Bill and Joe. Yeah, well, um, I, I also wrote a message to them individually. I said uh, collectively, I have a, a message. A message them, and I thanked them for it. And uh, you know, they, they it was nice, nice of those guys to do that. It was. I also wrote, it's impossible to capture their uh, demeanor and their chemistry on in my notes, so you really have to listen to it to uh, to really appreciate it. Um, okay. That is all I have for podcasts. I'm sure there are more. I'm way behind this week. There oh, was there's a Media a Mavens that came out that I haven't heard yet, and there was something and else. An off-kilter. An off-kilter. Yeah, like I said, I was, I was literally throwing quarter sticks of dynamite at frightened... Uh, Frightened students. Now my students are like they're adults. They're all in the military. It's not like I'm throwing their children. Um, so, oh, all right, that's all right. Ar- artillery simulating uh, devices. I already sims uh, and uh, smoke grenades and shooting blank rounds at them. And yeah. Oh my so gosh. I, I didn't really have time for podcasts as I was busy blowing things up. But uh, quick shout out to Polygill. They they did an off kilter on pet peeve. So if you want to hear about things that uh, really grind their gears, check out. I got a, I got a pet peeve for you. When uh, you spend six weeks training an individual and telling them that the first step of the procedure they're about to do is to take their Ziploc bag full of all their supplies out of their pocket and hold it in their hand before they report for uh, for warning orders, 
and only and then you give them an excellent demo showing them how to do it and then only 12 of 34 actually do it that's a pet oh. peeve i have you know what's cr crazy is that actually comes up on the episode that exact same pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's trav he uh he hates it <laughs> um, all right so let's talk about a couple okay. of videos that came out this week uh we'll start with second breakfast uh, Rusty Hobbit does his his top five ways to blow up students. No, jeez. <laughs> oh my okay. god. Ironically, uh, um, wow, I don't have notes for last week's for some reason. Are you kidding? Why me? don't I? Musty Hobbit last week did top yeah, five. Yeah, why don't I? Was it the? Yeah, I watched it. Am I dropping? Like, am I lagging? I feel like I yeah, can't you hear are. you. You're, you're cutting up. Tiny bit. Yeah. Damn it. I don't know what's right, going so we're on. We're gonna roll into that again for videos, all right? All right. All right. So now we're gonna talk about some videos that came on the club. Let's start with uh, Musty Hobbit's second breakfast. Now I know you have this weird rule where you only talk about the previous week's show, so you haven't seen this week's episode on all of the games that belong to Lord of the Rings franchise. <gasps> so, I have not. What was last week's episode? I don't even remember. It was about, uh, these are five games that he recommends that you can beat in under five hours each. Right. Bam, um, was it ever a good list? I would love to see a series of this. Um, it's just a bunch of quick games that are fun to play. He had like, uh, I won't spoil them all, but I will say two. Journey and Abzu, for example, are on this list. Oh, I'm Brothers. Okay, I did three. Um, <laughs> all three. I was going to say, I think I remember seeing that he uh, he beat Brothers. Yes, uh, he, on Twitter. That boy's been on a beat it streak, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. He had like eleven. Uh, so, and also, also it was off kilter this week, so he could probably keep going because uh, they didn't record, right? So, anyway, eleven, I think so far. Uh, but yeah, check out Musty Hobbits' uh, five games to beat in under five hours video. Second breakfast, loved it. I would love to see, like I said, a series of this. Uh, I would keep watching for sure. Um, okay. Uh, watch, do you want to uh, watch our nonsense's tendinitis yet? I have. I did watch it, and I didn't catch the, the bug, but, uh, man, I was close. It's tempting. It is tempting. And people keep posting pictures. They, they caught the bug. Uh, I am... I can't do it, obviously. I don't have any collection anymore, but... <laughs> but, man, that sweet tempting. baby we... gate collection behind you there. That sweet baby gate collection. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't know we were going to have a guest. I would have cleaned up. Uh, I would have uh, at least put some video game posters or something back there. I'm not, um, I'm not judging. Yeah. Don't worry. That's all right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. How about uh, how about you, P1? Are you going to get any of these Tenjin games? No, I don't have any desire for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either, really. The thought of it is awesome. If I had a big collection, I'd be all over it. I mean, this is something Rob, I think, would go for. Rob loves collecting, so he does. Um, last time I was I was there. Um, I mean, obviously he gets games like almost every freaking day. Uh, I don't know when. Like, there if there's a day that goes by where he he hasn't picked up a game, he's probably just sad and upset and just like, <laughs> can't go on. Um, but I was. Uh, th his shelves look like they're gonna fall over and crush you. Like they're terrifying. <laughs> they go all the way to the ceiling and they're just packed full of things. That's so. a good collection. I'd be real careful. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That's that BBHQ. So, uh, 
mm-hmm. he should definitely do a room tour video. I keep telling him that, but he says that there's just not enough room. Things are in boxes and stuff. Like he wants a bigger display, a better display before yeah. he does. But I think people would be happy with what he has. Uh, if, I just want to see it. If you open, like, because there's his apartment and then there's BBHQ. If you go into BBHQ, it's literally a spare room full of collector's edition boxes. I love it. That's it. <laughs> I would love to just to see crazy. that. <laughs> God. I recorded in that room once. I was going to say, I think they used to record all of them in that room, which yeah, is yeah. way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, no, that's perfect. Uh, did you see the LJN64 video by chance, P1? Or Shelby? No. Nope. So, Jared, uh, Retro Revolutions, um, he made this sweet ace LJ or uh, Nintendo 64 HDMI, or was it HDMI? RGB. RGB? HDMI RGB? I don't know what it was, but it's a, it's a, it's a wicked ass console. Did you, you see you the see video? The- I did see the video, and he shows the difference between what the quality of uh, like a normal one compared to this one. It's night and day. It's amazing. And uh, actually, there there was a question on Twitter about whether this would convince you to maybe jump on board for the N64 more. What do you think of that? Uh, I doubt it. I can have a look. I still don't like jagged, ugly polygons. <laughs> you should watch though. It it is kind of mind blowing. Um, he also had a custom painted, and it, it looks it has the LJN. Um, like Secret Destroyer's logo on it. It looks so good, man. Um, but check it out. That is on Signus Destroyer's channel. Um, and what else we have? Oh, did you see the Mighty Q Dogs uh, Sega Master System? Ideal yeah, top ten essential games for the Master System. Yes, um, that you need for your system collection. Three and they're all for- of that that I really want to try. Uh, okay. Once. So Monster Boy th- three, no Wonder Boy three and Monster Land Dragon's Trap. Monster Wonder. That's the one you beat. That's the one you beat on whatever you beat it on. Yep, at Fantasy Star one. <laughs> yeah, okay. you beat I, that which, too. Which I also beat. Um, <laughs> What's this? And then Golvelius, I think, looks pretty good. And maybe that pe- that weird penguin game. Dude, Penguin Land looks so good. Penguin Land is on my list. I love puzzle games. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, I had a quick question that uh, I was thinking about from this video. Uh, if you had a chance or a choice between Super Mario Brothers, the the original Super Mario Brothers, or Alex Kidd, Super Mario Brothers, which Super Mario Brothers? Like, have you played the original recently? No, but I hate the look of Alex Kidd. Yeah, but who cares? I care. He's like a weird little monkey child. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't like that. I don't like weird monkey kids. If you're a weird monkey I... kid, <laughs> you're not thanks, welcome here. Thank, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Oh no. I don't know, man. I think I might pick Alex Kid over Mario One. I really don't like Mario One that much. I, I really don't like weird monkey kids. The punch. <laughs> Fine. Weird. Fine. Weird punching monkey kids. The only thing I, I it turns me off is that the rock paper scissors game. Um, it just seems like chance. Now, I don't know if there's a way to uh, beat that, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, it had me it had me thinking, though. It had me thinking. Okay. Um, I think that's all I have for videos. I've seen. Me too. Okay. Me there's too. also obviously a, a there was an SEC pickup video uh, where Bill gets a pickup. He did a poll on Twitter to decide whether or not he would use his shopper's optimum points um, <laughs> oh, yeah. to get a Nintendo I he... Switch or a PS4. 
and Who have that and, much shoppers optimum points like they were they were that. doing a, a deal where if you spent so much money you got so many extra bonus points oh okay i was like man you must um, have been saving up for literally ever I don't Forever. want to spoil which selection he was for. Oh, come on. But your opinion of him might switch after watching this video. Now, P1 does this thing where he lies. <laughs> so I don't, I don't lie. I don't lie. <laughs> when you told Bill me he made... got a PS4. No, Wait, Bill makes a, it... he makes a big switch in this video. Like switch to a PS4? I'm Shrugging. pretty sure he said on Twitter spend his points there, so I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see. Watch that SEC pickup video. Um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, that's all I got. Um, yeah, was there any blogs this week by Dean? Dean, of course, would have done some blogs. Uh, let me see if I can pull it off memory. Memory, hey? His review. Are you talking about his review of Assassin's Creed One on the PS3? That's what I was trying to remember. <laughs> or his Advent Rising uh, review from the original Xbox. I did not see that one at all. Check those out. Dean is Dean. one of the. I don't know how Dean's not a professional blog writer. He is. Oh, he is. Okay, there we go. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean Lasagna. His middle name is Polykill. Dean Poly. No, Polygon. Dean Polygon Lasagna. Dean Polygon Lasagna. I love That's it. Right. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have a, another question here in just a sec. Let me just see here. You think we're going to have another question? Well, we're about to find out. Are you writing a question? Shh, just keep going. Right <laughs> so that's the end of update, folks. Thanks for listening. I do. This show is a little weird. We're not. This is normally how it goes. We're usually in the same room. We don't usually have a guest. We usually have things planned and watched and listened. But it's been a crazy week. <laughs> We're going to move into this next segment that we call CC Answers, where we are going to answer some questions from the, the, the Cartridge Club community. If you want your question answered on the show, just uh, tweet at us with the hashtag CC Answers. Please um, tell me we got some. <laughs> and first up, from uh, Diego Avila, also known as <gasps> at a Latino lawyer. Never disappoints. Oh, Shelby's favorite. <laughs> Does this question is probably for Mark? Does being a professional in the gaming industry nope for Shelby? <laughs> Does being a professional in the gaming industry affect how you respond to the games you buy? Uh, yes and no. Um, <laughs> so no because um, if it's something. Like, if I went in and, let's say, magically got hired uh, to work for Square Enix and I'm like, oh, shit, I get to work on Final Fantasy. If that game came out, I would definitely buy it just because it's in a franchise that I love. Mm. Uh, versus if, um, you know, if at the same time, if I'm working on that game uh, day in, day out, I might get I might get tired of it. It's It's hard to explain, like... And especially with my past and working on mobile games, I had never played either mobile game that I worked on just because I had to see it all the time. Uh, right. You know, testing it constantly, uh, making updates to art, sometimes just completely overhauling uh, everything that I'd worked on if we got feedback from, like, investors or, or whatever just to make the game more appealing. So at that point, instead of associating it with something fun, I'd associate it with something that was, you know, uh, tiring to do, which, right. 
working in the game industry, like, I guess in that way is a bit of, uh, I don't want to say like a curse because that sounds really dramatic, but like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> you start to see like uh, sometimes how, how work pipelines can, uh, you know, fall apart really easily or when they get plugged up and in, in, in like, let's say a game you're working on is going through production hell, you know, and then it just doesn't become fun anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like if I got to work on a project that I, I really loved or if it was in a franchise or something that I really loved, um, I probably would buy the game given, you know, if everything went smoothly. And I say that with like air quotes that you can't see right now because, uh, it's, I don't know. Developing a game is never a smooth process. So anyway, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's my answer. Interesting. Um, mm. Have you ever gone through and completed a game post-production that you worked on? No. Um, and that's just also because of mobile games. There's really no way to, I guess, like complete them. Um, the right. studio that I'm working at now, uh, it's not mobile. Because um, that had been my career up until like where I am now, um, so yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess so, we probably I, can't well, answer that. <laughs> I, no, I have some more questions for Shelby. We could just turn this segment into questions, Shelby. Uh, <laughs> um, so why did you decide to get into game design? What made you think? Because as an artist, there's lots of options for you. I'm mm -hmm. sure, like animation. Uh, like in, in television and movies would have been an option. Uh, you could have gone into like marketing. Um, mm -hmm. You could have been one of those weird street people who does caricatures for hot dogs. That'd be um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you are a weird street person who does caricatures for hot dogs, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> so why why games? Why why video game uh, art? Why why that avenue? Um. Okay, so the process of me wanting to go to art school. Um, it was something that I thought I would probably do all my life. And then I went through a phase where it was just like, do I actually want to do this? Because it's something that I enjoy doing. Do I want to make a job out of it? Um, anyway, last minute decision. Cause I had seen, um, how to train your dragon. Like the first one, when that came out and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I want to do this for people. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's where I, when I decided that I wanted to go, uh, to train school to dragons. be an animator. Um, Oh, hold on. We're lagging a little bit. Oh, I just said that. You said that's where I decided I wanted to go. And I interrupted you and said train dragons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if only. That'd be so fun. Flying on a dragon. Anyway. Um, and I had it in my mind that I was either going to be doing layouts, uh, like backgrounds and stuff, or just animating characters for TV or movies. Um but I find, I guess, the process for TV and movies is a lot more, like, I don't want to say creative, but that's also one I want to say. Um, I think there's, how do I say this without insulting, like, every single artist in the game industry ever? Um, I struggle with that. I struggle with that every week. <laughs> Just say um, it, and then afterwards and say, if you are an artist in the game industry, thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs> okay, okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot more, I guess, creative freedom in TV and movies than there are games. Um, but with games, it's also um, like the, the the workflow that I like is is being able to make something and then hand it off to to somebody else, and then they'll put it into whatever the whole project is. You know what I mean? Uh, and I 
think it comes back to where I said that I, you know, if you're working on something and it goes, goes through production hell and then you associate it with, you know, a bad time, um, with games, like the handoff is, uh, a lot faster. So you don't have to spend, I guess, as much time working on it as you would like with a movie. Cause people will, uh, work on just like a scene in a movie forever. Uh, and I find that's something that's more easily solvable in games just because there's not a lot of cutscenes or a lot of those kinds of things. A lot of the time you're playing a game, you know, you're controlling a character, whatever. But with movies, like the only interaction you're having with it is that you're watching it. If that makes any sense. <laughs> True. Yeah, I know it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, and then to, to, you know, to the original question, how did I decide to get into games? Um, I think it is just exactly that reason is just um, I don't want to spend a bunch of time working on something and getting tired of it. So with games that has a faster turnaround, um, that's why. Hmm. What, uh, what's your specific like field? Do you do character design? Do you do backgrounds? Do you animate the grass? <laughs> um, I've done a little bit of everything uh, in both 2D and 3D. Um and that's just because the companies that I worked at, with the exception of a, the, a bigger one, actually, can I, I can say that, I, I used to work at a, a smaller EA studio, uh, oh. for about a year and a half, um, and that was purely on on contract. But and, and there I had a specialized jo a specialized job of animating characters, uh, in 2D. Um, and that's because they have, you know, uh, a lot more money and they have, uh, you know, they can hire more people. Uh, and so everyone is just kind of doing what they're trained to do versus, um, my first job and the job that I'm at now, uh, are at smaller studios. So you kind of have to know a little bit of everything cause everyone's got to, got to cover each other somehow. Cool. Um, yeah. It's more personable. <laughs> yeah. Neat. Yeah. Everybody's pitching in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you say like any games that you've worked on? Or is that something? Or is there like NDAs and stuff? I'd love, I'd love to get my hands on a Shelby original. <laughs> uh, sadly, no Shelby original. Um, first, <laughs> first game I worked on. Uh, I actually don't know because I left that studio to go to EA, mm -hmm. uh, and at EA I worked on the uh, the Simpsons Tapped Out right. game for mobile, which is, which is by the way ancient in terms of mobile. Because uh, it's been going for, I think it's going to be almost six years or five or six years. Yeah. Um, and if you've got a game that's going that long that's still making like a ton, a ton of money, then good for you. Like, that's that's, that, that's that primo animation. Yeah. Uh, that was all 2D, and that was really fun. Uh, I did enjoy my time there. But, uh, yeah, contract ended. Uh, and then other things that I can't mention. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, anyway. Uh, and then I'm at the tiny studio that I'm at now, and we're working on a, a VR game. So we're developing for VR. So it's kind of fun. That is fun. Oh, yeah. VR. I love it. Mm -hmm. So our friend Duke from uh, Retro Nonsense at Duke0619, he wants to know, as an animator, so this question is probably also directly for you, as an <laughs> animator. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> talking so much. No, this is awesome. <laughs> good. This is great. This like. was completely unplanned, and I'm glad this is what it's de developed into. I know. We're lucky. <laughs> um, so as an animator, do you find yourself overly critical were distracted by subpar animation in the games you play. Yes. Ooh. And also no. <laughs> oh, lay it on us. Tell us tell okay. us a game that came out and you were like, oh man, F this right in the A. Oh my God. <laughs> um I I can't uh, all the games that have come out recently that I've played, um, I really liked 
Uh, and I think that's also because when we were talking about earlier picking and choosing games, so it's usually always like triple A titles, uh, you know, uh, games that have a lot of, uh, of money in the, in the budget to be able to do really nice things. Right. Um, you know, it's going to be good kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, with the exception of, I haven't played, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, but I have seen like some clips of shenanigans that are happening there uh so when you see that do you like are you at home like oh man i could do way better than that why didn't bioware hire me oh not that <laughs> but it's like i'm just I what just a hack like, job what a hack had, job greg mcdonald <laughs> you had all is. that money you know why why didn't you just do it right but i say <laughs> that <laughs> i say that but then there's also um okay if you're if you're like in a time crunch or like let's say you, you push the schedule for a game up because you want to be competitive because uh, a big deadline to hit uh, is right before Christmas or games coming out around Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's a very popular time just because that's when everybody's spending their money. And also summer titles because that's when all the kids are off school right. and they want to play all them games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Andromeda came out in February. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so what, what, I mean, what were they trying to hit there? Why... Why couldn't that game have been delayed? There was no big game like that. There's no, that's not summer break. That's not holiday. They could have pushed that game to the summer or fall. Why didn't they? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, there, there comes a point in like a production schedule where let's say you go over and now at this point you're just spending, uh, a lot of money. Um, and you know, the more time you spend, the more time you spend, the more money you're going to spend. Ergo, like sometimes it's just better to cut your losses. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, That's what it was. I, I mean, it might have been. I'm not entirely like sure about. I mean, Mass Effect and Drama is one example. There are other games like you know these kinds of things happen, and it, it sucks when these things happen because you're really excited. Like Final Fantasy VII, the remake that's coming out, uh, yes. that's taking ages, and I think. Uh, that's because one, they don't want to mess it up because it's like a classic. And if you mess that up, like yeah. I don't think there's any, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> you mess up Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, um, like with Final Fantasy XV, uh, that was originally a Final Fantasy XIII game, uh, but that got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So I guess it all depends on like the company, how much money you have to spend on it. There's like this. Uh, I don't want to say like this golden rule or like it's it's you've got like a chart and at the top is time mm-hmm. uh bottom right is money and then bottom left is quality and you can only have two things oh yeah so you've got to think about it like that so if you're gonna you know uh if you want a game that's turned out really really fast uh you can <laughs> you can only spend a lot of money on it because that's how you're going to get it out fast. You've got all these people to do the job for you. You know what I mean? Right, but at the right. same time, you're sacrificing quality. You know, you like you've got to sacrifice cheap, something. But the quality yeah. won't be there. Or you can have yeah. it high quality and fast, but the, mm-hmm. the money will be too high. Or mm-hmm. you could have it high quality and cheap, but the time will be long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 there's a lot a lot of variables uh when you're releasing a game and and planning a game and honestly like we also talk about in industry that a lot of the work is pre-production because you want to get everything planned out so that once you start production uh 
you don't run into these kind of kinds of roadblocks, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. 80% planning, 20% execution. Nice. Mm. This is cool. Getting once. a peek behind the peek behind <laughs> the curtain. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> awesome. So what would be your dream franchise? You mentioned, you know, if you got the opportunity to work on a franchise that you love, what's the dream <laughs> franchise? What what company? What's the what's the game that a company would have to come to you and say, "Hey, um, BB Shelbo, we want you <laughs> to come work for us." That makes you go, "All right, I'm leaving Company X, and I'm all on for you know working on whatever this game is." Um. Okay, so either the Ace Attorney. <laughs> oh yeah. Franchise. <laughs> I would love to work on those games. Uh, absolutely love to work on those games. Uh, I just, I love, uh, the art, like I have, um, the art book for the fifth game and it's just amazing. Like the evolution of, uh, some of the characters, like Phoenix almost ended up with a goatee in the fifth game and nice. they took it out. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he does have like one little, cause you know how all of his hair is slicked back. They have yep. one little strand that's out now. Cause it's like, he's, he's losing his spiky hair, but not actually nice. he's losing the <laughs> spike quality of it. Uh, so probably Ace Attorney or, you know, like Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Vespira, Tales, like those Tales games. I would mm -hmm. love to work there. Hmm. Yeah. Be fun. That's it for That's me. very cool. Thank you for this, Shelby. I really appreciate this. Uh, you taking the time to answer these questions. Oh, uh, no I know trouble. you were planning on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> I guess this is also just like my experience. I wouldn't take it as like, this is what happens in the game industry. Everyone's different. You no. know, everyone has different experiences, blah, blah, blah. So let's just take it with a grain of salt. Uh, so don't if, take my word for everything. If we could get you a job offer at HB Studios located in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, uh, would you move here? Lunenburg. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like where I am now, actually, a lot. Um, I also have friends here. Yeah, it's a good spot. Closer to my family. That is one thing is, like, I was asked to move to uh, Texas for a job. Wow. And I, I said no, because one, Orange Scarecrow running the country. Uh, <laughs> is it our, retro yeah. based in Texas? You got to offer a job at retro and you turned it down? Not retro, no. <laughs> you don't have to lie to us. No, no, it wasn't that. We know it was retro. <laughs> no. Shelby was um, asked to work on the secret retro project and turned it down. Mm, Confirmed retro was not doing yeah, the next Ace yeah. Attorney game. <laughs> also I said I should mention that like when I was talking about Mass Effect and Drama, that's not me commenting like on how EA does things or anything. I think I still have a bit of my contract that says I can't talk shit about no like other games. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, it's you were not, just like... you were just giving us an example of a game that was uh widely regarded as having uh poor animation at launch is all. Yeah. There you go. Not yeah. my opinion, everyone else. Blame everyone else. Yeah, they Blame all suck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If you're a lawyer that works for EAA, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Please don't. You know, I have no money, but you can try to take some if you want. <laughs> That's this, definitely a way to, yeah. to get your name back in the good books. after oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We have one more question here from, uh, I'm going to read this one from Musty Hobbit. I'm going to save the one that you asked for next week, P2. It's um, a good one, right? Um, we have another one from Julian Vega, too, um, but he used uh, answers. Actually, he used is it the same way. Is it, are we going to be recording tonight? Yeah, yeah we, we recorded tonight. Um, so this is the last question for the show. Musty Hobbit asks, what is your most anticipated game for 2018? And what would be your dream announcement or reveal at next week's Game Awards? 
So we'll start with you, P2. What's your uh, what's your most looking forward to game in 2018? Mm, I want to say the Seven Remake, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Um, not a hundred percent convinced it's going to be out next year, but it might be. It's episodic, right? So it could be, mm. right? Right? Could Shelby? Right? Yeah, we'll maybe. We'll Definitely, maybe. Right? Definitely, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah. As of right now, my most anticipated game that is legitimately going to be coming out next year for sure is Fury on uh, the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> no doubt. That looks really good. It looks awesome, man. I can't believe I never knew about this. Uh, and if Hat in Time comes out on Switch, it would be that one too. But yeah, how about you, Shelby? What's your most anticipated game for 2018? Uh, I just want any news about Metroid Prime 4. Anything. Oh? Yeah. anything oh my gosh i can't wait for that game <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh, uh they leaked that there's going to be a direct in january so maybe we'll hear something uh, then be pretty wait. cool no i think we'll get something at game awards last uh, game awards reggie wore a samus pin on his jacket <gasps> did he confirmed yeah he did yeah it was a little and samus then with samus uh, pin on his lapel Luminati, is that where they uh, confirmed is that where they talked about samus returns Nope, they didn't talk about anything. Is that, is that about Prime 4? I know, that's so, what I'm talking about. So you're expecting them to do it this year? He was teasing it. If you go back and put the pieces together of the puzzle. No, I get it. So what's going to be there this year is what I'm asking. They're going to talk about Prime 4. Whoa, so he's going from pin to video? Yeah. Well, the pin was <laughs> for Samus. The pin was for Samus Returns. Okay. So now it's going to be like a screw tack logo this year. Sure. For Prime 4, which I'll talk about. He's that. actually just going to roll in in a morph ball. <laughs> His body is definitely ready yeah. for that. Uh, I'm actually uh, pretty hyped about Red Dead Redemption 2. <gasps> yes, that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Wait, wasn't that supposed to come out this year? Yeah. Yeah. They pushed it. Good. I'm okay with but that. But next year, right? 2018? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's going to be huge. I forgot all about that. I'm not interested, but I know a lot of people are. Lots of I am. people. Yeah. Shelby's so one of the show, them. folks. I think we're done. Shelby. Yeah, it's over done. My gosh, you know what we well, got? I want to say what we have for questions for next week. Okay, um, and uh, we have to record a Mass Effect Two podcast in twenty five minutes. Yes. I have to let my dogs outside use the washroom. Yes. I have to go sit and think about my day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, thank you for being here. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. Really enjoyed having the opportunity to talk to somebody who's actually in the gaming industry. We do a lot of uh, hypothesizing and a lot of guessing and a lot of uh, just uh, being wrong uh, on this show. And many <laughs> other gaming podcasts do the same because uh, none of us are actually in the industry. So to actually hear somebody in there, like we should have asked you about crunch time. Like, Does the crunch actually happen? Is that a thing? that it, The crunch happens. I can absolutely 100% guarantee you. And you know when it happens? Right before Christmas. It fucking oh, sucks. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah, not happening Shelby's... to us right now, but it will. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully when your game comes out that you're working on now with this new studio in VR, um, you let us know about it and where we can get it. Um, those of us with VR headsets can check it out. Is it coming to PSVR? Can we say that? Or is it just uh, HTC Vive or uh, Oculus? First, it's I think we're gonna I think we're developing first for uh, HTC and Oculus, and I think the plan is eventually to release uh, on console in general. Cool, cool. So you heard it here first, folks. Uh, BB Shelbo officially working on Resident Evil Eight. 
Nice. <laughs> HTC Vive and Oculus Rift exclusive resident. Thanks for having me on the show, though. I really appreciate it. It was real fun. It's good to No, this was oh, a ton of fun, yeah. Uh, and if you're looking to get uh, some artwork done, uh, whether you want uh, portraits, Facebook uh, logos, uh, or full body, or quarter body, or three quarter body, or images of you and your friends, you get a bunch of fantasy characters you want drawn up, send a message to at bbshelbo. Uh, she's doing some commission artwork. Um, it's well well worth the price. Uh, the quality is definitely there. And, uh, yeah. Definitely. So, and check out Bonus Pair. Oh, yeah, yeah, check them out, too. Yeah, check um, <laughs> So that's the show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, you can head to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can check out this and other great podcasts, videos, and blogs from our community. If you're already a member of the Cartridge Club, you can head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where you can donate as much or as little as you like and every cent donated goes directly to the club. I'm player one. I am player two. I have no idea Shelby. how we're going to sync this up. Oh, and that's Shelby. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so bad at this. We'll do that again. I'm player one. I am player two. And I'm Shelby. <laughs> nice. See, see you night. Oh, man. <laughs>